I am so glad that you are joining Cindy LeFevre Yorks for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. We pray these encouraging words will enrich and bless your day. Divine Quality Control What an amazing God we have. He is the author and perfecter of our faith. He's the supreme deity referred to in Hebrews 12.1. This text actually has a dual meaning. The first is that our Almighty God is the source, origin, and destination of our faith that we are to fix our eyes on. As we read in 1 John 1.1, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. God, the Alpha and the Omega, is the origin of all things. Since He completes us through the redemption and rescues us from our sin nature, He is also the final stop in the journey our souls undertake to be made whole again. He is the consummation of our faith. In Luke 17, 19, we read that Jesus tells a man his faith has made him whole. But that text also reminds us that we must run to Jesus precisely because he is the original trailblazer of running a race marked out by and for God. So in that way, he wrote the book. He's the author and perfecter of the faith he clung to in his own life, and that provides our model. That's easy enough to read about, but harder to trust at times. We are always trying to take back creative control, right? I live near Hollywood, so that's a popular topic in this entertainment-saturated region. You've got your first rights, your creative rights, and so on. When we follow Christ, though, we humbly lay down all our rights. We can do this with total confidence. In my early years, I made more money writing than I do now. But I'm working for the Lord and not for men, as we read in Colossians 3.23. So sometimes, I tell people in Hollywood talk that I'm in the back-ended syndication deal. This means my payoff comes long after the quote-unquote show here on earth has wrapped. You have a back-ended syndication deal, too, when you put your trust in Jesus. Your ultimate residential kingdom is not of this world any more than Jesus's was, as he pointed out to onlookers, as recorded in John 18, 36. Hand your keyboard to Jesus and give him creative control and all rights. Let him type everything out, the middle, the end, and your eternity. You'll receive far more than a gold-plated Oscar in return. You'll inherit eternal life and enjoy the most satisfying relationship you'll ever have. Trust Him to give your story the happy ending you've been looking for all your life. I'd like to read this excerpt now from my latest book, The Vault Door, Contemplating the Awe of God, Walking Through and On Life Seas. Few earthly things are as unfathomable as what lies beneath the sea. As non-amphibians, we can only go so deep beneath the surface of the water, and only for so long. And with oceans covering 71% of the earth, it's safe to say most of the world remains a deep mystery to us. So the idea of traveling above the surface or walking on the ocean floor with two parted water curtains on either side of us as we saunter about sounds implausible at the very least and terrifying at its worst. Yet when we look at the procession of the ancient Hebrews and the short walk of Peter on and through water, we see evidence of what our amazing God is capable of bringing to pass. When God makes a way to rescue his chosen people from captivity, he instructs Moses to lead the people most literally through the Red Sea as he parts it, 
We read in Exodus 14 how the Lord instructed Moses to stretch out his hand over the sea as God drove it back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. Once the waters were divided for a path, with walls on the left and right of the ocean bed, the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground. The amazing sight of this miraculous event cannot be underestimated, no matter how many times we viewed it in a recreated form in the Cecil B. DeMille film, The Ten Commandments. It's a metaphor for how God wants to lead us through seemingly impossible circumstances. He wants us to trust Him as He leads us on a journey that seems impossible to complete, yet He wants us to trust Him through it. What could be a more daunting earthly sight in nature than an anti-gravitational mass of water? Another water walk is recorded in Matthew 14, 22-36. The disciples had gone into the boat on a lake, as Jesus had instructed them, while Jesus went up to a mountainside to pray. Later that night, as a storm kicked around the waves, Jesus walked on the lake toward the boat. When Peter saw his Lord, he said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. When Jesus told him to come, Peter walked out onto the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he cried out in fear for Jesus to save him, which he did. We read in verse 33 that the awestruck disciples worshipped him. Having read these stories over and over again, it's conceivable our awe may get lost in their familiarity. Do we really stop to ponder God's awe as we should? It turns out awe is more than just good for our souls. University of California Berkeley professor Docker Keltner concluded that awe is, and I quote here, the ultimate collective emotion, for it motivates people to do things that enhances their greater good. Unquote. He found that awe helps shift focus from narrow self-interest to the interests of the group to which we belong. Berkeley Lab experiments revealed those who experienced more awe, cooperated more, shared more resources, and sacrificed more for others than their more jaded counterparts, just as Jesus did. And the keys to kingdom living are keep your awe of God's incomparable character alive. And the doorpost is Awesome is God from His sanctuary. Psalm 68, 35. Thank you for tuning in today to His GPS for your SOS. Cindy also posts encouragement daily on Instagram. Her first two books in her Planned Door Devotion Trilogy are available on Amazon. Her bi-monthly blogs can be found at cindyyorks.com.